Welcome to another inspiring sister's message. We hope you are blessed by this ministry. Now during this time, there have been names of things trying to magnify themselves in the media uh, and on social media. And the enemy has been magnifying the name of coronavirus lately. He has also been magnifying fear and despair. Deaths are being magnified more than recovery sometimes. It seems as if the name of the Lord is being pushed aside and the names of our challenges are being magnified all the time. So in this season more than ever, we who bear the name of the Lord should be making his name bigger than every other name. We need to do what David encouraged us to do. We read this in Psalm 34 verse 3. It says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Magnify means to amplify, to enlarge, to expand, to increase, to boast. You know, girls, during this trying lockdown period, I decided again to study the names of God, I realized if I am to magnify and amplify the name of the Lord, I need to know his names and I need to know that his name cannot be reduced because he is above all names. This includes the name of Jesus. We read that in Philippians 2 from verse 9. It says, Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name that is above Every name. No other name should be mentioned above the name of Jesus. There are names of God that God has revealed to his people to describe who he is. That alone can be a comprehensive series all on its own. The compound names of God was given to God historically as he revealed his character and power to his people. The names given to God happened as God revealed himself to people in different ways, at different times, in different situations. It paints a bigger picture of who our God is. Because let's be honest, girls, sometimes God is indescribable. He is so mighty and so majestic. So these names will help us to know him better. God's names are the revelation of his character and power. And you know what? He lives up to his name. We can run to him for peace as Jehovah Shalom. If we need guidance and wisdom, we can run to Jehovah Rohi. If we need victory, we run to Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our victory. Seek to understand his names. Every part of our relationship with God will change for the better when we understand who God is through his names. One of those names was given to God by Moses when the people of Israel found themselves in a terrible situation. A fierce enemy attacked them and they were driven into a valley and into battle. And tonight I want to share with you a message entitled, Finding victory in the valley. So we're going to read a couple of verses from Exodus chapter 17 from verse 8. 
It says the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go and fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with a staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on the one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with a sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner, he said, for hands were lifted up to the throne of the Lord. In the time of Moses, and all the way down to the later medieval period, banners were meant to be a practical symbol that informs the troops about the king's location. In this case, the banner was the staff of God. And Moses knew clearly that the rod had no magical powers. The Lord was his banner represented by the rod. Remember, this is the same rod that when thrown down on the ground in Egypt, became a snake and then became a rod again. This same rod was used to bring about some of the plagues and the same rod parted the Red Sea and brought water from a rock. This rod carried with it the history of God's deliverance and served as a reminder to his people that what he had done before, he will do again in the future. It reminded them that for every problem, God had a solution. The most important thing flags and banners do is to mark victory. They declare who the army represents. Today, it would be logos and images. I can never forget the famous picture of the American flag planted on a hill after winning the battle in Iwo Jima in 1945 during World War II. It illustrates to us that we, as citizens of heaven, fight our battles under the lordship of Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner. And like those soldiers, we fly the flag of our God and our allegiance to him and his kingdom. How does that battle with the Amalekites translate to today? Well, Amalek stands for problems and enemies. Addictions can be your Amalekite. Certain bad habits or sicknesses are enemies, bipolar, mental illness, autoimmunity are enemies. Unemployment is an enemy. God's people today are in a similar position with our enemies. We are under attack. 
our enemy persistently wants to destroy us. This virus has come to steal, kill, and destroy. He also wants to destroy our dreams, our health, our families, our marriages, our businesses, our churches, and our joy. God is our banner, and he wants us to triumph. His desire is for us to be winners, overcomers, and conquerors. And I want to read to us from 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, where in the New Testament, God is telling us it's not just his people in the Old Testament that he wants to be victorious. It's us, the people who are under his banner. It says in 2 Corinthians 2.14, But thanks be to God who always leads us in victory through Christ. Like the battle in that valley in the wilderness, there are three thoughts that come to mind. Firstly, God is for us, God is with us, and God fights for us. And I want to just share a few thoughts on how to win our battles. You see, Moses told Joshua to go down and fight in the valley while he went up to the mountain. So my first thought is we need to go higher and look higher. God told Moses to go up a mountain and keep his hands up in prayer. He went to a higher place than where the battle was. It is symbolic. We too have to go up to a higher place and look up from a higher position. We need to see from God's vantage point. You need to go up to look down in the valley. And in this season, we need to hold up God our banner, not the coronavirus banner, not our financial problems or any of the difficulties we are going through right now. Look up and realize the whole of heaven is represented behind the rod. God, our banner. So think about it. We've got the whole of heaven on our side. And that is why we should magnify the Lord and remember our history with him. What he did for you before is what he will do for you again. You see, something changed on that mountain and it will change for us on our mountain with our God. Just think of this. Think of the victories you have won. Just think of, of anything that comes to your mind and meditate on that and say, yes, let's remember. Let's remember. Doesn't King David write in Psalm 103 when he said, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We must not forget the good things God has done for us, the many times he has answered prayer for us. Our history with the Lord. I think of my own history with my two boys when they were young. My, my, my first um, incidents that I, I encountered and had to fast and pray was for the life of my three-week-old baby who had double pneumonia, Adrian. And the doctor told me, this, the pediatrician told me, he won't make it through the night. Well, we did not receive that report. We did not receive it as the report of the Lord. 
we decided we're going to listen to the report of the Lord. Today, he is alive. He is in the ministry. He's married. He's got children. And he's in love with God. And, and you know what? That was a victory. So then came another victory. Uh, and it looked like this. My 13-year-old son, Donovan, went riding on his bike, got knocked over and was taken to hospital. And for hours upon hours, we didn't know where he was. He had a very serious head injury and he survived that. But we were also told he's in a coma. We don't know how long he's going to stay in it. And should he come out of it, we don't know how well he's going to be after that. And if he's okay after that, he will probably be blind. And so the list of all these banners of negativity presented itself to us us. But we said again, no, we will believe the report of the Lord. And girls, I want to encourage you, if you don't have much of a history with the Lord right now because you haven't walked with him long enough, find out the history of others. Go and download a book of a testimony of someone that, that has been healed, that has been delivered, that has been saved from a very bad situation. And remember that the rod the banner of God will remind us of who we serve and how often he will bring us through difficult circumstances. God will bring us through this circumstance that we find ourselves in right now. Number two, keep praying. I've said this before and I will always say it. Never underestimate the power of prayer. Prayer is a beautiful thing, you know. It is talking to God. Charles Spurgeon said, a Christian can no more live without prayer than I can live without breathing. It's so true, girls. We have a relational Father, a relational God. And prayer is not impersonal. It's not a ritual. It's not something we can necessarily read off paper. It's something that is very personal, not impersonal. And it's asking your Father in heaven for a breakthrough. Appeal to God more than focusing on the things that you are fighting right now. Appeal to God more than your problem. You know, when the rod was up, they won. When the rod went down, Amalek won. Because Moses got tired. Now, like Moses, we too will get tired and perhaps we don't want to pray today. And we don't want to read today because we're tired. You know, girls, when you are in the battle of life, sometimes you feel like you are winning. Other times, you feel like you are losing. Like now, perhaps. You know, one moment your job is safe, and then suddenly you're all uncertain because, oh no, it doesn't seem as if my job is safe. You know, we can become so weary waiting for breakthroughs and answers for victory. And you are going to get tired because the enemy does not give up. He is relentless. We need brothers and sisters to help us. Aaron and her supported Moses and held his arms up until the battle was won. You know, that is why the family of God is so valuable. And we should not stop gathering even online. People can help us until the battle is won. We as a leadership team are here to help you win and pray for you and stand with you in this battle until we see a breakthrough in your circumstances. Can I just tell you from the bottom of my heart 
that we wait for your prayer requests to come in because what we want to do as a team, as a pastoral team, as a staff, as a leadership team, we want to hold up your arms while you are holding up the name of the Lord, while you are holding up Jehovah Nissi, the banner for your victory. And that is why it's so important for you to send in your prayer requests so that we can keep on praying. We've seen miracles you know, God is sovereign and there are times when things don't work the way we would like them to work. God is sovereign. He has the final say. But on the other hand, we have known when we have cried out to God, the lady that we prayed for at the prayer meeting who was in a coma, two days later came out of that coma. Never underestimate the power of prayer. Never give up on prayer and never give up on your brothers and sisters who are there to help you and stand with you. The third thought this evening is keep on worshiping. Keep worshiping God. You know, Moses held that banner. And in essence, that was worship and a sacrifice of his comfort. Can you imagine holding your arms up from the morning until the evening? It'd be impossible. So he, it was a sacrifice. It was part of his worship to God. So lift high the, the Lord our banner in praise. Forget not his beauty and his power. Tune in and worship together. Don't just sit in the lounge or lie in bed and let our worship team be singing all the songs and entering in. They're having a wonderful time and they want you to join them and have a wonderful time because when we touch heaven, we change earth. We change our circumstances. Put on a CD during the week. Worship God in the battle. Don't let your worship dry up in the battle. Give thanks to God because he is Jehovah Nissi, our banner and God of our victory. And number four, Build an altar. Build an altar. What do I mean? You know, Moses built an altar. This was thanksgiving and celebration after the victory. You know, our theme of rejoice has its place right here where we are celebrating victory and deliverance. And we say that prophetically because some of us have already experienced that in our midst and others will experience it later. But we are going to build an altar. Altars are places of worship and appreciation. It involves surrender, consecration, sacrifice, and service. In these times, build an altar in your heart and your home. Build an altar in your heart and your home. Let's put the God of victory on the throne of our hearts and keep him on the throne. To be a victorious Christian, build an altar in your heart for God and you can even start tonight. You know what that really also means is have a place and a time with God. Have a place and a time where you set aside. Go into your closet. That can be your altar. Go into your study. Sit at your desk. That can be your altar. But your altar includes time spent with God, giving God time of day, giving Him your heart, your life, your thoughts, your fears, your challenges, and your difficulties. And remember, early in the, in the, in the message, I read to you about the Lord Jesus and what it says about his name. 
in Philippians 2 verse 9, it says, Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name. This is who we run to every single day. The Lord Jesus, the name above all names, the Alpha, the Omega, the first, the last, the beginning and the end. When you start saying words as what I've just said, you are building an altar. You are saying, I'm putting up something that will remind me that I serve Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my victory, the Lord my life. And it will show others that you serve him too and you will draw others to him. As we come to a close, I want to ask you, do you know Jesus? Did you know that he loves you and wants to enter your heart and your life? All you have to do is say, yes, Lord, I receive you now and pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I need you in my life as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me for the things I did wrong in your sight and come into my heart. Thank you for loving me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed and inspired by this ministry.